radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And welcome once again to the Ron and Don Show. It's another exciting day of Ron and Don on the radio. You know, it's one of those shows you just don't want to miss because it's just Ron and Don donning and running their way through life. I'm Don. He's Ron. Are you Ron? I always wanted to be Ron. I to be Ron. I'll be Ron today. I, you know, Ron, whatever. I've yeah. been called worse, so it's okay. He's going to do Ron, Ron, Ron to do Ron, Ron. Oh, there you go, little thank you. Little run, uh, thank run, you run, very run. much. Okay. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. No charge. Reason we refer to that, you know, it's a, it was kind of a bad April Fool's joke for those of you listening live because it's not really the Ron and Don show. It's the Tom and Don show, also known as Talking Real Money, Talking Real Money. Um, but no, the reason we bring people it up is keep because people ask us that. I know. <laughs> and I said, As I said, whatever. Tells you they how much, remember us. Tells you how much I know about Seattle radio. I, I apologize to that other station that will remain nameless. Um, but I said, maybe there's a Ron and Don show somewhere. <laughs> and I look online and, and I go, guess what? oh, yeah, there's a Ron and Don show in Seattle. Okay. Stop listening to that station. It's all right. You can listen. It's fine. I don't care. Hello again, and I'm back. I'm back. I couldn't stand to be away two weeks in a row and leave him sitting here giving away shirts. And telling that's, bad jokes. My, oh, my gosh. No, don't even bring that up. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you know what we're talking about. The joke I got that the book shall right here. not be named yeah. ever again. Oh, okay. Lit, rip that page from the book right now. Right now, okay. I want to see it done. All right. That stupid snowman joke, or snowbank, or whatever the heck it is, it's gone for good. Anyway, I'm Don. That's Ron. We're going to talk real money here on the Talking Real Money radio show. And you are invited to join us without a bribe. There will be no bribing today. No t-shirts today? Uh, no. God, no. A- none of those god-awful t-shirts. No fun of any I, kind. Okay, I got it. hate that t-shirt so much. Because I, I know you do. didn't and design you know, it. We, you just, can say it now. You can say it now because the people who did it, no, they're no longer working with us. So I okay. hate that T-shirt. Anyway, I know. Uh, you want to call? Do it. <laughs> just do it now at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And we will add your name to the name of the show. So it could be the Cindy Ooh. Ron and Don show or the Ooh, I like that. The, okay. the David Don and Ron show or whatever you we just we'll rename the show all day for you at eight. The mom Ron and Don. <laughs> no, no one okay. ever calls and says, Oh hi, I'm mom. Hi. And if your mom called, it would be miraculous. If my mom It'd called, it would strange. be a big surprise. But yeah, yours would but, just yeah. be ab- absolutely <laughs> miraculous. Because she's no longer with us. Scary. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mine yeah. is still, okay. uh, you know, kicking in Nashville. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so, topic of the day. This is a great topic. Yeah. And this topic came really up, came came about because Tom was reading his Apple News feed. Apple News has yeah. a great news feed. And they, uh, they, they have the AARP Journal as one of their sources of information. And the AARP Journal, by the way... What magazine has the highest circulation in the world? AAR, I'll go with AARP. AARP, the okay. magazine. Number wow. two, the Costco magazine. <laughs> That's kind of sad. What I does know. that say about all I of know. us? Anyway, this is a great issue. They call it the AARP Money Quiz. So today we're going to devote the entire episode. Ex- don't pull your headphones off because then I can hear myself. 
That is how loud you run your headphones? Yeah, they're pretty loud. Wow. They have, like, the, little, the little warning comes up every time you're I turn gonna, them on. You've so. destroyed, you're going to destroy your hearing. Turn that down. What? Yeah. Huh? Anyway, we're okay. going to talk about all of these little money rules and things you don't know and questions you have and you don't know the answers to, but still, call us anyway. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And our phone number for your calls, and they can be on any subject as long as it's money-oriented, is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. On today's edition of the show, we're going to cover a topic that we don't often cover in this first hour or first part of, we're going to split this into two parts. First part being about spending and and. uh really spending and expenses and living on your money. The The second part, the second hour, will be on the investment parts. And these are really some very, very good things to know. You Can should I say know profound? these things. Profound is a great word. Thank you. It's a very good word. And uh, the first one, Tom, I think most people would rather ignore. I just think they'd yeah, rather they ignore. They don't, want to, they don't want to face it. And and you you gave partial credit to AARP. I think we should also recognize that this is written by a woman named Kimberly Lankford, who used to write for, um, doggone it, it's escaping me, a Kiplinger. So she's oh, obviously so a talented she's, writer. She's a very writer, talented writer. Yeah. yeah, she is. So, and the first one is, do you spend more or less money than you bring in? I bet a lot of people don't know that. I don't think they do. And most people don't know how much they spend overall anyway. And here's why. It's not because we're evil. It's because we think what you do is you take your expenses, things like the mortgage, utilities, gas. You you put all that in a spreadsheet and you say, well, here's my expenses. Mm -hmm. Because people do this with me all the time. And I say, wow, you're missing a couple of things. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What about when the dog had to do this? What about the roof? What about the lawn? All these other things. These other things well, they, that but, people but don't part, think about. Part of the problem, though, is, is they put them on their credit card. That's, they I'm put just them on their that. credit card, and then it, it's kind of they're not coming out of the checking account, so you don't so you really don't see, see them. And what, what Ms. Lankford suggests is reviewing several months of credit card statements and bank statements to add up your outlays, subtract the average monthly spending from average take-home pay. Is the number positive or negative? 
I think it's a great exercise. It is a great exercise. Except, I don't want. I don't want to do it. <laughs> except my my. If I did it last month, I would. I would be very, 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 very. If I did it for March, I would be very, very, very depressed because. I'm trying um, to remember De- what happened. Debbie and I. Well, Debbie and I are planning a trip. You went to Atlanta. No, we're planning oh, okay. a trip to uh, Europe in the summer. That's right, Scandinavia. And yeah. On a cruise, on a cruise, on a Disney cruise, and uh, and the bill came in for that. That I you paid had to write full. the first part. No, the whole so thing. You paid the entire thing. Oh, the wow. entire okay. thing. You know how big that check was. Oh, yeah, large, yeah. large. But I love spending stuff on that. It's a great experiences. So anyway, <laughs> it I mean, still makes your uh, inflow outflow I know, look bad. Yeah. No, no question, no question. And by the way, on the heels of this article, there's another one in the Wall Street Journal. It says you are spending more than you think. <laughs> yeah, you think. <laughs> And and some of it has to do with inflation lately, by the way. They also point out that the average household's credit card balance was about $10,000 at the end of the year. That's up about 10% from a year earlier. And they say people tend to underestimate their future spending in part because they base their predictions on typical expenses. This Mm -hmm. is what I'm getting at. And that's why I think this is a far more accurate method. I use another one where you have your gross income minus what your saving right because most of the time you know you're you're setting you're setting money aside in a in an ira or 401k that's saving and then everything else you're spending i hate to break it to you but that's the way it works out and unless there's a drawer somewhere that you've been tossing it into and you forgot to count <laughs> well there's some of that right you end up with something well, but i'm talking month, like but i think not, that, no i don't think anybody has a four figure drawer full of cash Five and today, I just move drawer. it to the money market that's paying 4.5%. I wouldn't even keep it in the... Whose money? Just a few wh- months ago, 4.6 is the average now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. I'm only getting like 45 on my bread account. So. Oh, well, I Jeez. know. So, um, so this is... I mean, but this is at the heart of any... And I hate to use the word because I can hear the radios click. Financial plan. You got to know this first. We need you a catchier is, word this, for plan. I know. Uh, nobody nobody likes budget. Nobody likes no, plan. No, it's budget's worse. More fun. Budget. <laughs> budget's like diet. Click, click. Budget's a diet. Exactly. Oh, you're going to move? Don't put me on a budget. I can't eat sweets. I don't want to. Oh, I meant to diet. I meant to diet. I did. I meant that. I'm serious. Um, well, and but you, you know, got to know this. That brings us to an interesting thing, though. You mentioned it. And I know this is a little later on in, in what you have prepared, and I'm sure it'll throw you off because you're getting old. But um, it brings us to you talked about $10,000 average credit card debt. Yeah. This is one of the things you, you need to know about money is how much debt you're you're carrying because while we don't want to sound uh davish davish yeah that's like a, that, no debt no debt no yeah. debt never yeah because yeah. we we don't believe no debt no debt no debt ever no, we don't in fact we believe in mortgages we do we kind of believe in low interest mortgages and we both are practical okay tom and i have lived through Booms and busts, as Ups many of you have. Yeah. And there yeah, were times, indeed. tell me tell me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure, sure. I'm right, when uh, you were in between jobs and you kind of live on the credit cards. Dude, when we started this little endeavor, we, we did. were in between we both, jobs. We were both like going, yeah. credit card? What a credit card? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's part of what you have to know is, are you carrying a balance why are you carrying rate. a balance? And there you go. That was the big one, the interest yeah, rate. 
and so then, I mean, then we could be a little Davish and saying, if you are, you should have a plan to get out of it. You should be paying the highest interest rate first. I know we could get into a debate about whether it's the biggest balance of the high. In my mind, it's always the highest interest rate. Me too, because that's a purely a financial decision, and it makes yep, more sense to me. That snowball thing just, it's like, pay the little one. No, no, no. Yeah. Pay the one that's at 25.99999%. Jeez, and there are rates that high. But the other thing, though, if you've got a high rate credit card, and there, and I know many of you do, um, go two things. And your credit might not be good enough to get a zero rate like they offer occasionally a teaser rate because that's only for really great credit. But you can also find people like SoFi and the like who will, at a, a much lower rate, consolidate your stuff and give you a payment that is doable at a lower interest rate. I want to mention one other thing that I see regularly when I talk to people. People will carry a little bit of interest, uh, uh, credit card debt, but at the same time, they've got thousands of dollars in the bank that's paying them, was paying them basically nothing. So on the one hand, you could be, I hope they're not paying the twenty nine nine nine. But if but you're you even paying, paying 20, 18, yeah. You're paying 18, and on the other hand, you're making nothing. Why wouldn't you take that money? Just I know it's a weird mindset, and uh, and I know someone really well who does that. Not mentioning names, not not in that room, not mentioning names. No, Uh, (laughs) but the fact of the matter is, if you've got money in the bank, folks. Remember, you can go back and use the credit card again if an emergency arises and you use up your emergency fund. Pay yeah. off the 18% for heaven's sake. Please. Absolutely. Great. And, Both of those are very important. And if you have a question about money, give us a call. 855-935-TALK is our phone number here. 855-935-8255. That's such an easy to remember number. And give us a call. We'd love to help you with whatever it is that's bothering you that has to do with money. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, hi there. Welcome back to our uh, thing called a show about money and dough. Ho, ho. I'm Don. That's Ron. And hi, I'm hey, Ronnie. Ron. How's it going? Thank you. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our telephone number. We're talking about the things you need to know about money, but you know, you best know the things you need to know about money, which is why it's so important that you call us and let us know what those things are so we can help you specifically like we're going to try to do with Steve. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. Steve. Is this an April Fool's joke, Steve? No, I don't think it's Steve. Hey, there's Steve. I didn't didn't hear you brought it up. Hey, Steve, we can hear you. Yeah. What's up? Hey, I was calling, I was on the website and I, I went into the um, ADV and I was trying to find out what, what my broker's fees are, but I, it just kept giving me an error type of message every time I put the zip code in. Hold on. Check, um, your, check your balance right away. No April fooling. If you can't, no. Can't. <laughs> Sorry. What's the name of the firm? It's well. It's kind of a, the big firm is RBC Wealth Management. Yeah. The the individuals are okay. called Mangan Ernst and Rankin. Okay, hold on. Let's look up Mang. Spell that for me. Manga. Oh come on. Mangan. M a n g e n Ernst and Rankin. Ernst. They're right next door. Next door to Dewey Cheatham and Howe. 
Yeah, I'm never going to spell that right. Uh, <laughs> but if they're part of RBC, it'll probably be under RBC's uh, ADV Part Two. You're just you wait. So wait, I want to make sure I have this straight. So you have money there, but you don't know what you're paying. Sounds like it. No, I don't. Yeah, okay. that's typical, uh, that's, that, Tom. That's, Tom. And by the way, that's very. I'm not pick. I'm just. You asking, are. You sounded very, I'm very accusatory. Asking, yeah, it was kind of a it did, did sound a bit. A bit. My daughter says that a lot too, but she's a teenager. Uh, yeah. Well, so, but you know, from the mouths of babes. Know. Exactly. But the thing is, we could look up the ADV and you may be paying something different because in the ADV, you'll notice they say we can negotiate a fee if we wish. So it might not necessarily be the same as what they have posted in their ADV, which, by the way, I think as of yesterday, you had to have the new ADV in for uh, 2022. The filing Mm -hmm. had to be done. So Mm -hmm. we should get a new one up there relatively soon. Uh, and expenses. I'm looking for it. Oh, this is one of those deals. It's a wrap account. But rather than try to figure out what the fees are, let's do this. Steve, uh, right. do you have a statement nearby? Uh, I, I wish I did. I've been carrying them in my briefcase all week and I left them at, at my work, I guess. Do you recall the names of any of the securities that you own? No, I don't. Because okay. that's how we're going to yeah. find out. Because bear in mind, if they're working for RBC or under RBC's umbrella, Royal Bank of Canada, they can work for you two ways. They can work for you as a financial or an investment advisor under a fee structure of some sort, or they can right. work with you just as a registered representative uh, who receive commissions for the products they put you in. So it's really hard to say. My guess is typically, typically, and they they fib about this all the time. And if they say something with their mouth, take it with a giant grain of salt. Get it in writing. Make make them write it down. Um, I would just ask them right up front, what are you charging me annually for your services? If they say nothing... Have them, one, put that in writing, and two, that Exit probably tells you their commission. That probably tells you their commission. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. My guess is if they're if they're acting as a fee advisor, it's probably 1.5% to 2.5% per year, plus the fees of the underlying mutual funds, which it's, it's typical. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. I have an update for you. An update on the RBC Wealth Management Fees, ladies and gentlemen. After (laughs) scrolling through over 15 pages, 15 pages of fee information. How many pages of fee information do we have in our ADV, Mr. Uh, Tom? I think it's like, I think it's It's a paragraph. I think it's about half a page. It's a paragraph. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's a paragraph. Here, I finally found it buried on page 16 of their form ADV. Ours isn't even 16 pages long, I don't think. Anyway, are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Here it is. Sir, if you are paying a fee, here's what you are paying. If your account is under... $25 $25 million. Everybody who has an account of under $25 million. Wait, 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 wait. Is that Canadian or U.S. money? Because maybe I do have $25 million Canadian. I don't know. The maximum RD, RBC. I'm reading this right from their ADV. Those RBC Wealth Management yeah. Advice Fee, 2.5% per annum. 
That's uh, that's but like paying half a commission every year. Oh, what, oh, what, twenty five million what, above what that. Got? Yeah, you get to yeah. negotiate. Oh, okay. Well, so in about four or five lifetimes, maybe I'll have that. So yeah, then I'll call I'm them not back. ever going to have that. <laughs> so, no, I <laughs> unless I win a lottery. And mm. you know, I found something funny about the lottery. You don't win that much. You have to play it to win it. Ah, just, yes. I, I wondered why I never won. I'm going. Sorry. 855-935-TALK is our telephone number. 855-935-8255. And Robert, you're on. Welcome to the program. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, hey I've got a big question about my retirement. I've... I've uh, I left a voicemail once and I sent an email in, but I, I've been listening and I haven't heard the answer yet. But, um, so. Well, I'm, we're ducking I'm you 64, then. I'll be 65. That was, that was <laughs> okay, a thanks, Ron. Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> oh! Okay. All right, Robert, life is good now. Uh, Go for it, sir. You just keep digging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, anyway, so my wife is retired. She worked at Lockheed Martin for almost 20 years. And um, I have to apologize. I'm driving a truck, so I hit a couple of bumps every once in a while. Um, so she's she's retired, but she's not taking her retirement yet until she's 65, which is next July, a year from July. Okay. So in her um, work plan, 401k, traditional IRA, I guess is what it really is. Um, she's got a really good balance. They've done really well, you know, with that. It's uh, Empower is the name of the company. Um, but she also has over $500,000 worth of Lockheed Martin stock. I, I believe it's the preferred uh, stock, and uh, which pays, I don't know, I think it's just under 3% dividend last time I checked. Um, she was reinvesting that for years, okay? And that's why she's got a great balance there for one reason. Um, but recently, she started taking that in cash. And so she's taking that, and she's started taking her uh, Social Security already. So that's part of our income. Okay. I work mm-hmm. full time. Um, we have our own uh, fidelity accounts on the side that I've done rollovers on my jobs, and we have Roth IRA. So, it all together, we've got about 1.1, maybe close to 1.2 million together. But my biggest question is what do we do with the Lockheed Martin stock as we get closer to retiring? Do we sell it incrementally for our annual part of our income? Or do I convert everything over to something else? You know, maybe a converted into a Roth IRA. A lot of taxes there, wouldn't it? Um, you know, give some tips on that, that part of it. Okay, so, well, first thing is the Lockheed stock is in her name? Yes, yes. Okay, so stay married would be one suggestion I would have, because that's a lot of money. <laughs> um so that would be I, I have, one. I have uh, no, I'm, uh, no plans to divorce this woman. Okay. I don't blame you. She's got a lot there. of money. Yeah, just hang in there. Uh, <laughs> Again, so, I mean, joking. <laughs> it's not about the money. Kind right. Of. Uh, you keep telling yourself <laughs> that, Ron. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yes, I, what you said about sort of dollar cost averaging out of it over time makes sense. Uh, it's uh, uh, let me modify money, right? that. Let me modify that. Not dollar but cost averaging out. Is it pre-tax? Is it in the? Is it in a retirement account, or just is this stuff she's been acquiring uh, post-tax? After, it's, yeah, it, it's in her retirement account. Okay. Uh, ESOP. Ah, so okay. some of it is stock oh, awards, okay. some of it is 
Oh, well then, if it's all... You know. Oh, wait. An ESOP isn't necessarily... ESOP's a different... Yeah, an ESOP's a different beast. Here's what you need to find out. Is it tax-sheltered, or is was it paid for post-tax? If it was paid for post-tax, then you need to tax-sell, which means every year you need to see, all right, how much can we sell that won't kick us into too high a bracket? And you need to start selling that because you guys are overweighted in one company, way overweighted. You've got to start paring that down immediately. Thanks for calling. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And just a quick follow-up on the uh, question from Robert. Um, the if they're if they're in a post-tax ESOP where you're buying it with money you've already paid taxes on, you an ESOP is an employee, employee stock, stock ownership, ownership plan. Uh, yeah. You there's a thing called a 1042 sale under the oh, IRS yeah. code, always, of course. Sure, right? absolutely. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're allowed to sell your shares back to the company and trade them into other qualifying securities. What those are, I don't know. But Okay, the uh, reality there, check you, with need, your you need accountant. to go see a tax person. Yeah, yeah, somebody, because that's but, a but, lot. But the other thing that you should, prop, the, the really, to, to get the right diversification, eventually you're going to need to pay taxes on them someday. It just, it's inevitable. They're, unless you hold them until you die and you give the stepped-up cost basis to your kids, but you guys are too young for that. You, you really you do have to wait. lighten up. Slowly, but you may want to wait because if you're if you're moving from a situation where he's retiring, your income comes down. Oh, there may be reason to sell those that way. Right, right. Again, that's why I'm saying it. It has to be a tax planned sale. We don't like concentrated positions in anything, really. At the end of the day, tax planning, particularly once you get to retirement or near retirement, (sighs) way more complex, way more, and way more important. So important. 855-935-8255. Those last four digits spell on the keypads that have letters, talk. I know it takes about 10 more seconds to look them up, Tom, but they do actually work. 10 more years in my case. All right. Uh, Now, now, Jeff, you're up. It's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, good afternoon. So a couple days ago, I received a letter from my mortgage lender notifying me that they uh, sold my loan to another company. Um, and they, the letter goes on to say that my rates are not changing, everything's the same, and then the automatic uh, electronic transfer will, will just go ahead and take place. Just Is that a kind of – I've heard of these things before. Yeah, it happens all the time. That's not a big deal. No, I've had my, I've had my mortgages – Sold probably, all told, mm. eight or nine, ten times maybe in my life. Yeah, I've had it happen, yeah. yeah. Okay. New bank, they, new it Basically, location. they're just giving it, somebody else is getting paid to service the loan. Yeah, I figured as much. I, I just didn't know if there was something to be concerned with or if it affected my credit rating at all. Not a bit. Not well, not unless the bank is, uh, you no. know, Silicon Valley Bank or Republic Bank, one of those. Even that wouldn't affect wouldn't it. Okay, yeah, that's bad. yeah, he tried another April Fool's bad joke, and it didn't didn't fly that any better than well, the previous. Well, Ron's got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, Thank you. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that was a quick question. Okay. I appreciate the information, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Take no, care thanks, of yourself. Thanks for listening. 
And again, our number is 855-935-8255 here on the Ron and Don Show. Uh, the only money you. show you'll ever need. Um, oh, we were talking about things you... Getting to know you. Getting, getting to, to know, know your, your money. money. That's what, we, that's, mm-hmm, that's yeah. today's topic. Have you getting ever to know your money. Have, you have ever I ever fantasized? fantasized? About taking- I don't think we should get into that on a money show. <laughs> have I, you ever fantasized about have, taking all the money that you have, all the yeah. money you have, yeah. and like putting it in a room and rolling around in it? Just no. like, cause the, just then it's real. No. Because when you don't have it, okay, all right, let's go, no. just an idea. In change, uh, maybe. All of it in change. <laughs> in pennies, yeah. nickels, dimes, what do you want? Okay. Quarters. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking so, of change, hang on. I want to throw this little aside in. I was reading an article. Okay. I was reading an article about something by Alan Funt's son. Remember Alan Funt? Yeah. From Candid Camera. Candid Camera. Sure. He said one of his favorite things, he was talking about swear words, and we talked about this, how everybody everywhere uses the F word all the time now, just like constantly. Especially uh, if you're under the age of 40, it seems. He said, but yes. he said the, the, the only time they found in candid camera history when people would actually say it out loud was when they thought no one else was around. Yeah, so they, they won't would, do it. Like, they would do a, they would do a shoot. This? They yeah. would do a shoot like in a little room with no one else there. And this shoot was, was unique. People were, it was a change machine. And I don't know where it was, at a car wash or a laundromat or wherever Something. you have a change yep. machine. And people would put in a dollar bill to get their change. Now, what do you expect? And they get nothing back. No. Four quarters? They got 100 pennies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> then you could see the F word coming out. And, you, and a all he said, a lot of wow. that, a whole lot of that was going on when they got 100 pennies. So, change. That's what made me think of it. Go ahead. What's the other well, one? We're talk- well, we're talking about getting to know your money and, and knowing your financial situation better, which some people do and some people don't. But this is a great piece from AARP as we mentioned at the top. And one of the things they ask is, uh, your water heater just died. It'll be $1,500 to replace it. Are you panicking? Do you have money set aside for emergencies? Or do you have a credit card without a balance on it? I mean, that's, you know, or basically credit cards these days, though, they are like emergency money. Because you can can use them for almost anything. Temporarily. Yeah. Uh, you may even have a credit card with a nice zero percent teaser rate, or you know something like that. So, you know that there, are, yeah, there are two options. Do you have the emergency money? But I did. I I think that you can also you can say, do I have a credit card that I'm going to pay off immediately? Then you, you can cover it. You can Wait, cover it. There's another guy on the radio who says never use a credit card. I don't Don. like him though. Eight five five nine three five talk. He's mean. He's he's meaner than me. And I'm pretty oh, mean. You're, you're not mean. All oh, right, uh, uh, Joe's waiting. We got to get Joe done oh. before the hour runs out. Joe, welcome yeah, to go, Talking Real Dough. Joe. Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Hi. What's up? Yeah, I listen to you guys all the time, but right now I'm in Florida because, um, but I, I have a house in Oregon, and I was on Whidbey Island for 15 years. So anyway, um, you're talking about um, uh, a fella called in first hour. He was um, somehow having a problem getting money from his bank. But in, regardless, I have a friend in Ohio, and um, she in the bank has a couple hundred grand that she inherited from her papa, who was 100, who passed away a couple months ago, and she put it all in there and whatnot. And uh, so anyway, she went down to uh, get some out, and she wanted to get about maybe – you know, eight, nine or something like that. 
And they said, no, we can only give you five. So she took five and she got scared and she went home. Mm. So then her husband said, you get back down there and get five more or something, whatever they give you. So she went back down and she asked for 20 and they said, no, we can only give you five. So she took five and she went back home and told him and he said, that's it. We're going down next week. So they last Wednesday, they went down Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. and they demanded the whole of everything, everything Mm -hmm. and cash, cash only, cash Mm -hmm. only Mm -hmm. and um, close account. Mm -hmm. And they told them, nope. Nope. Bottom line, they let him sit and stew for 15 minutes, okay. and then they went back in the back room, and then they finally came back, and they said, you can have 35 for next Wednesday, and the following one, 35, okay. and the yeah. following one, 35. Here's, and here's the deal. Here's Joe. the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. There's a deal here. They, they don't have that much cash sitting around the bank. They don't have $100,000 sitting around most branch banks. They'll give you a limited amount, or they'll give you a cashier's check. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Or you can just transfer your money out of the bank to another bank who isn't going to give you cash. And they're not going to give you cash either. People don't give you cash anymore. Uh, Tom, did you want to say something? If you'd like some additional help, then not with your cash. Not with your, well, you can help with your cash too. Uh, We can spend that as well as anybody else. Go to talkingrealmoney.com, click on Ask an Advisor. Yeah, we do that. We meet, meet with you. Meet an we'll advisor. We'll help you figure. Meet an, advi- meet an, meet advisor. an advisor. Talkingrealmoney.com. I got that part right, right? You do have that part right, yeah. So go to talkingrealmoney.com. That's talkingrealmoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.